this morning, and the Lord knows all things. So uh, let's stir up this morning and, and look at your neighbor and say, I'm glad to be alive today. And it's true. The other day, I was around, and I heard a minister say this. Well, I heard somebody say this, and the minister responded this. This person said, but I don't believe in God. And the minister replied this. And I told Keith, I mean, Kim and Dave this, and I thought, this is so good. But it stirred something in me. The person said, but I don't believe in God. And the minister replied, but he believes in you. But he still believes in you. Do you know it doesn't matter how long and forever that you don't believe in him? He still believes in you. And not only does he believe in you, he loves you. And that's what I want to talk about this morning. You got time now? All right. I didn't take all of our time, did I? Oh, I perfect offering time. Golly, I did good. Man. All right. First John chapter 4. No, the Lord did good. He told me what to do, and if we do what he says, it always works out well. First John 4, the King James. It says, Herein is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us. And he sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Okay, good. First John in the New Living. Let's hear it from that. This makes it a lot clearer for anybody that's blonde in here. Okay? It says, this is real love. Say real love. Do y'all ever wonder why? I'm I'm funny. Y'all may not be as funny as me. But I wonder why. I know y'all are not as funny as me. But anyway. I wonder why God has every one of us talking about love. Don't you find that funny? Have you ever put it together? Love, 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 love. Every one of us. I'm talking about it. Um, Dave's talking about it. Keith's talking about it. Reckon why that is. Duh. Okay, here we go. But this is real love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Now, does that make it plainer for you? God loved us so much that he sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Now, I've been a leader for just a little while, and I've come to realize that people assume that leaders are stronger and are expected and just are supposed to, and it's their job, and it's what they should do. Do you understand what I'm saying? But it's really not required of us. It's just what the boss should do. Is that right, Keith? How many bosses do we have in here? 
How many of you would agree with that? The boss is supposed to work extra hours, but we're not ever supposed to. Okay? Or the boss is supposed to come in sick, but, oh no, we would never do that. Or the boss is supposed to never take vacation, but we're supposed to do that. Do you understand what I'm saying? And I'm not putting anybody down. I'm just saying that people expect things from their leaders. And I've been thinking about God in that way. We are made in the image of who? God. Are we not? So how hard do you think it was for him to give his only son? Was it hard? A lot harder than you probably think. People may be graced to teach something or anointed to teach something, but that does not mean they have any special anointing or graces or abilities just to get up in the morning and just live it differently than you do. They have to get up in the morning and put on their shoes and tie them exactly the same way that you do. And they have physical weaknesses and they have physical things that go on in their life just exactly the same way. It doesn't matter if I have a sniffle or if I have a tummy ache or if I have a headache or if I have a this. When it comes pulpit time, you're going to see me standing right here. I don't call in sick. What's that? God doesn't call in sick. I mean, I'm not saying he ever gets sick, but do you understand what I'm saying? I think this was very difficult for him to do this a lot harder than what we've ever thought about. To give up his only son. He, he did it because he loved you. He did it because he cared about you. He went through whatever sacrifice it was, and that word was used because he cared about you and you and you and you and you and you. But so many times, people just think, well, that's just kind of expected. God did it, but yeah, it was God. He's got supernatural ability to be able to do things like that. Are you made in his image? I think there's more to it than what we know. Well, let's go on and look at Mark 12, verse 30. And I think you'll understand this a little bit more. And y'all might as well know and remember what color my hair is. I have to tell you this every time I come back. But if y'all get too quiet, I will just come and have somebody sit in your lap, or I will or something, you know, and and we'll make sure that you're awake. Okay? Okay? Mark 12, verse 30. It says, And thou shalt love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. And this is the first commandment. So many people today are going through life and it's like they're expecting things to just happen to them. It's like that they live two lives. Sunday morning God life and 
Sunday afternoon, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, world life. But they want the blessings of God on their life. And they don't understand how come things are not different in their lives. I think the church as a whole has become the convenience of church. Let me explain. There are a lot of churches today. Keith used to say this about healing class. Some of you may remember. I think if we had a drive through window, we'd get a lot more takers. Do y'all remember him saying that? Y'all remember that, right? I think if church could just pump it into people's ears while they were sleeping and they never had to attend and it never took up any of their time, I almost think it's getting to a point where they would do it. And let me explain. Because, number one, it's going to be a very, I'm not going to say never, it's going to be a rare occasion for you to see me minister in jeans with holes in the knees. I don't care how convenient it is for me to get up and put them on in the morning. I believe the things of God are very, very, very holy. And the rest of you might as well agree anyway, because that's what I believe. No, you can believe what you want to believe, but you should believe the Bible. And I'm never going to believe that it's just how quick we can run people in and how quickly we can run people out. I believe when we come to church, there should be a purpose in it. I believe that most people are doing 99% of their lives, their flesh things, what they want to do. And they're wondering why they're falling apart. Okay, I am going to tell you a few things today that may make your hair stand on the end, okay? You ready? All right. If you don't believe me, then tell me this. Why is this person on this side of the church having an affair with this person on this side of the church and I'm having to deal with it? Huh? Why is this person making their self throw up all the time and they've been in the Word for 20 years? Huh? Why is this person stealing from their own place and I'm dealing with it? Why is this child doing things that they shouldn't be doing and I'm dealing with it? when they know better than to do it. It's not like they don't know better. How many of you in here know it's not okay to have an affair? Some hands didn't raise. Let's try that one more time. You got neighbors sitting next to you. They can see your hands. Okay. How many of you in here know it's not okay to have an affair? Okay, great. How many of you in here know it's not okay to do drugs and just knock yourself out of your minds? Does your heart condemn you? Would somebody's heart condemn them if they love the Lord? How many of you in here know it's not okay to get drunk? How many of you in here know it's not okay to steal from your job? How many of you in here know it's not okay to do things that the Bible doesn't say it's okay to do? Then why are we doing them? It's... 
It's a pretend life that you come into church on Sunday morning and you put on your dress clothes and you get in here and you smile and everybody thinks that everything's okay. I can tell you I could walk through here right now because I, like I just said, I look through this crowd and I see through the camera and the Lord says, oh, pray about that. Oh, pray about that. Oh, deal with that. Take authority over that. Oh, pray about this. Okay, do that. And I could walk through this crowd right now and just about say, okay, quit that, do this, don't do that, go here, do that. Do and I think, Lord, surely not. Surely not, Lord. But serving God isn't a matter of convenience. Serving God is a matter of love. Serving God is you do it because you love Him. Let's read that verse again. Mark, let's read it. Uh, go ahead and read it in Luke 10:27. And He answered and said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with part of your heart, part of your soul, and part of your strength, and a part of your mind. And your neighbor as yourself. Is that what it says? No. no. It says, you shall love the Lord your God with what? All, all your heart and with all. all your soul and with all, all your strength and with all. all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. Now tell me this. How much is left of your life if all your mind and all your soul and all your heart and all your strength is loving God? Huh? How, how much is left? I, I'm blonde. Remember, you have to add for me. Huh? All. All. That's why Phyllis is in Florida right now. And she doesn't get to see her husband every day. And she doesn't get to see the people that she loves. Daddy, how long has it been since I've seen you? How long has it been since I've seen you? At least three weeks. And it was just like this. He saw me preach in the pulpit. I kissed him. We walked out the door and I flew and got in a plane and left. All means all. But you know what I like most? I like being healed. I like it. I like having a strong mind. I like having a strong body. I like my finances being in order. I like my marriage being happy. Do you understand? And I do not pretend that I can do this with the world all week long and then come to church on Sunday and say, oh God, heal my body. And yes, He's merciful. And yes, He's full of grace. But that's not what this verse says. And I'm not kidding you, it's in the New Testament. And God is not a condemner. And I'm going to explain to you why He tells us this very shortly. But let's read it again in Matthew 22, verse 37. 
Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. Did you learn the Ten Commandments when you were a kid? What is the first commandment? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And the second one is likened unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Now the next part is what I want you to get. On these two commands hang the law and the prophets. Now I don't know if you understand that. So let's read the last verse, verse 40 in the Amplified. Matthew 22:40. These two commandments sum up and upon them depend all the law and the prophets. How many of you have ever confessed anything in the word and expected it to come to pass in your life? And wondered why the word did not work for you? Huh? Did you get mad at the pastor and leave the church? You can shake your head, but there's a lot of people that have. Did you get mad at God and say this faith stuff does not work? A lot of people have. Do you know people that have? There's a lot, a lot of people that have. But here is the truth. Do you like the truth as much as I do? This is the truth. Okay, these two commandments sum up and upon them depend. Say that with me. Upon them depend all the law and the prophets. Now, there's that word again. All. So that means anything that the prophets said, anything that the law said, that you quote, by his stripes I am what? My God gives me richly all things to what? I'm blessed. And God's blessings are upon me. What? Is, is that part of the law? What does it depend upon? What does it depend upon? Loving God and loving your neighbor as yourself. So if things are not coming to pass in your life, let's look at some of the blessings, okay? And just check yourself and see, am I short in any one of these areas? Okay, now, um, you may want to do this because you don't want to be embarrassed, Okay, I'm serious. Because people have for years tried to blame it on everything else. They have tried to blame it on, I don't understand, or they've tried to blame it on their boss, or they've tried to blame it on their mom, or they've tried to blame it on they don't appreciate me, or they've tried to blame it on everything under the sun. But here it is. It's based upon you loving God. 
Let's listen to it. And if you're lacking in any one of these areas, just look straight ahead like he says and smile. (laughs) Then nobody's going to know you have lack in one of these areas. But if you want one of these things to come to pass in your life, all you have to do is love the one that is so simple to love. Love the one that gave everything he had for us. Love the one that gives you your next breath. Listen, Deuteronomy chapter 11. And it came to pass, if you will hearken diligently to his commands, which I have commanded you this day. The command is what? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. Right? Okay. To love the Lord your God and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul. Here you go. Verse 14. I will give you the rain of your land in due season. Then the next one, uh, verse 15, I will send grass for your fields, for your cattle, that they may eat and be full. Verse 16, let not your hearts be deceived. But if you don't do this, verse 17, then the Lord's wrath will be kindled up and there won't be any rain and your earth won't yield its fruit. Okay, so he's explaining it to us. Deuteronomy 28, here comes the blessings. Verse 1. And it will come to pass, if you hearken diligently to his commands, to observe to do them, uh, then this is going to happen to you. Verse 2. All these blessings will come on you. And what? And what? And what? And what? Okay, stop right there. Look at me. Can you stop the devil or anyone else from these blessings happening to you if you do these commands? What? Can anybody or anything stop these blessings from happening in your life if you do this command? Who can stop it? Can your friends? Can your mom? Can your dad? Can your neighbor? Can your boss? Can your kids? Who can stop them? If you obey these commands, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Do you believe the Bible? I believe you do or you wouldn't be in here. But if you love God and you love those around you, you cannot stop these blessings from overtaking you. What does overtake mean? Run over you. Plow you over. Consume you. How many of you would like to be consumed with blessings? Okay, let's read them. These blessings shall come on you and overtake you. Okay, you'll be blessed in the city and blessed in the field. Blessed in the fruit of your body, blessed in the fruit of your cattle, blessed in the increase of your kind, the flocks of your sheep, the basket of your store, blessed when you come in, blessed when you go out. Now that's already a good start on blessings. That means you're going to be blessed in your job, you're going to be blessed in your house. How many of you could use a little blessing in your job? 
Okay? It doesn't matter if you've got an evil boss. Do you understand? God will go around your evil boss and get the blessings to you. He will bless him in spite of himself just to get the blessings to you. If you love God. That's what he just said. Now what about your house? Is it blessed or is stuff falling apart? Huh? Don't don't say yes. Just say, hmm? (laughs) Do you see what I'm saying? These blessings will overtake you. That's what this is based upon. Your house will be blessed if you love God. Didn't say if you love the TV or if you love sports or if you love shopping or if you love yard work. If you love what? If you love God, these things will overtake you. Why do people not have blessings in their life? Because they love other things more than they love God. And they can pretend as long as they live. And they can say faith doesn't work and God doesn't work. But it's just not true. I'm living proof. Why do you think I stand up here week after week and every time you see me, what do I tell you? I am God's favorite and don't you forget it. Why do I tell you that? Because I truly believe it. I believe it because God moves mountains to do things for me. And he changes ordinances in cities. And he brings money in when I could not imagine where it was going to come from and pays bills. And I think, where did that come from? And he builds word production centers. And people actually show up to church and listen to me. I'm telling you. I am his favorite. I am. Don't kid yourself. You can be his favorite too, though. But these things happen because you love him. And there's nothing more priority in your life than him. Than him. You say, but I I love sitting in my recliner. Great. If you love sitting in your recliner and being broke and being sick all the miserable days of your life, enjoy it. I'm not going to fight with you about it. I don't want to fight with anybody. But if you want to be sick and broke and divorced and alone, enjoy yourself. Right? But if you want to portray what God has intended a true Christian is, the blessings of God overtaking you, then love God. And love his things. And don't just make church and the things of God a side thought. Make God a first thought. How many of you would be totally honest with me for five minutes? Now, now, God, you see their hands, okay? (laughs) And say, it's actually hard for you to do the only request Keith has for this church and read your chapter every day with your family. How many of you will actually say, Mrs. Moore, we really don't do that. Raise your hand. See? 
That's what I'm saying. It's difficult to put God first even in the smallest of things. And how long does that take? 15 minutes? God loves us. Why? Okay, my husband, he loves me with all his heart, mind, soul, and strength because he puts up with me. I know he loves me. (laughs) I know he does because anybody that's around us knows I'm constantly beating on him or picking on him or doing this or doing that. And it's constant. And he puts up with me and he gives me a microphone. (laughs) And he does. But sometimes he'll say, Phil, no, no, don't do that. No, why didn't you ask me about that? Phil, why did y'all do that? How come y'all didn't check with me on that? And I'll think, he's fussing at me. And my little feelings. But then, the greater one that lives inside me will come up and say, you know better than that. You know why he's doing that. He's doing it because he knows. He knows if y'all do that, it's an open door to this. And he loves you. And he cares about the way other people see you. And he cares about what other people think about you. And he knows if y'all do this, it's going to cause this. And this is going to happen, and this is going to happen, and this is going to happen. Why? Because he's the head. And he has an overview. That sometimes we get wrapped up in the little details of what's going on. Well, he's still seeing the big picture. Why does God tell you, don't have an affair? Don't have an affair. Don't have an affair. Why does he tell you that? Because he wants to steal your fun and your enjoyment? Why does he say that? Because the results of sin is what? Death. And maybe it's not physical death, but it begins death. It begins death in your body. It begins death in your mind. It begins death in your heart. And it begins the worst kind of death. Faith towards God. It begins it in your heart. Because condemnation begins to come in. And it begins this death in you that you cannot overcome. Except for by straightening it out. And it's the same thing with stealing. And it's the same thing with doing anything else that doesn't give glory to God. You say, well, it's not sin for me. Well, it is. I pardon to differ with you. Because anything that's not done in faith is what? And there ain't no way under God's green earth and this blonde head of mine that you can have an affair and and tell me it's faith. And I don't care how pretty they are. And I don't care how much you love them. I know this much. I'm going to tell you. You want me to tell you? Okay, y'all come over here and I'll tell you. These three people, five people. Come on. I'll tell you. Twenty years ago, when Keith and I had so much trouble, it would have been real easy to get a divorce Mm -hmm. or have an affair Mm -hmm. and feel sorry for myself and say, 
He don't care about you. Somebody else could care more about you than that. But you know what? This church wouldn't be here. That's, That's right. right. That's right. That's right. Do you know that? Yes, ma'am. You yeah. wouldn't be here. I know. Right? I know. Right? Right. right? Okay. So there you go. And every one of y'all wouldn't be here. Do you understand that? It would be real easy to give into your flesh and say, Oh, but they're so pretty. Oh, but he's so sweet and he does so much for me. Do you know what? The devil knows exactly when to send people across your path. Or he knows when to lay that cash out right in front of you. Or he knows when to have you do certain things or not do certain things. The devil is cunning. But he also knows that he can keep you from doing this or get you to do this. It's going to affect your whole future. There was no way that I knew 25 years ago what my future today would be. And what if Keith and I had divorced 25 years ago? Do you think our ministry would be where it is today? Do you think we'd be building a word production center and the word going all around the world? But it's easy to feel sorry for yourself. And it's easy to feed your flesh. And it's easy to listen to that music that makes you go, Oh, woe is me. <laughs> or watch those TV programs. that make you feel sad or make you feel pitiful. Anything that makes you do that, you better know in a heartbeat it ain't God. And you better run from it just like Joseph did from that prostitute or that woman or that wife. You better run from it because it's evil in your life. If it's a TV program or a radio broadcast or whatever it is, if it's planting that in your life, you better run from it. But you've got to love God more than anything else and seek Him first. And these blessings will come on you and overtake you. And you won't be able to stop them. Do you understand that? That's what Deuteronomy is talking about. Uh, Galatians 5, 6 says this, and I'll read it to you just so you know I quoted you a scripture. It says, Faith works by love. That's what we were talking about. Sin. Alright? Know this much. And I'm going to real quickly go through the rest of it because I could not be back in for six months. Who knows? So I'm going to real quickly go through the rest of it. Know that the devil is doing his very best to plant people in your life that convince you they can do it for you or you're being mistreated. Do you know what? Read with me. I'll read you this verse first. So, yeah. Let's see here. Um, skip some of these things here. Romans ten fourteen. Then we'll come back to that maybe. Romans ten fourteen says, Why do you judge your brother? And why do you set it not against your brother 
For we shall stand before the judgment seat of Christ. For it is written, as I live, said the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God. Verse 12. Romans 14, 12. Y'all got it? I want you to see it and I want you to mark it. So then, every other one of us will have to give an account of himself to God. So that means if you're married, you can take the place of your spouse. Huh? They can do the work for you. They can answer to God for you. Your mother can answer to God for you. Your grandmother can answer to God for you. Your brother, your sister, your boss, your cousin, your friend. It says, every one of us shall give up an account to God. The Amplified says, each one of us shall give an account of who? Himself. Now there's one that I like even better, the New Living. And it says it this way, verse 12. Yes, each one of us will give a personal account to God personal account to God. So, it does not matter if your wife gets up, says she doesn't want to go to church today. Huh? You see how quiet it is. Y'all better smile and say yes because somebody's going to know something's up, buddy. Okay, it doesn't matter if your wife doesn't want to go to church today. What? You're going to still give an account to the Lord. Do you know it? And every one of us has something that we're supposed to do. And do you know that when you stand before the Lord, it's going to be worse than standing before me? Do you know that? Hard to believe, huh, Jim? But it's going to be worse. Okay, Jim and Giovanna, they're sitting right here. Jim's going to stand here. I'm going to pick on him. Okay, here we go. Here it goes. Jim's got a call on his life. He's supposed to do this. Giovanna won't do it. It's not the way it is, but say it is. He gets to heaven. God, I tried and I tried and I tried, but Giovanna wouldn't go with me. He's going to say, What? You see how little that woman was? <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. I didn't tell you to answer to her. I told you to answer to me. Yes. Huh? Mm-hmm. Same thing with the kids. Mm-hmm. Call. Mm-hmm. Isaac, got a call? Do you know you're going to have to answer to it, whether daddy does or not? Huh? You know daddy ain't going to be able to fix it for you with God? I don't care how many policemen your daddy and mama can fix things with. Huh? I don't care if grandma can fix it. I don't care if your grandpa is the richest man in the universe. And he can fix it. It ain't going to fix it with God. 
If God told you to do this and you know it, and you ain't doing it, you're still going to stand before Him and answer for what you're not doing. And you know what? That day is going to come. And we can pretend every day that we go through our lives that it's just another day. And we can pretend every day that we go through our lives that we're just going through our lives. But a wise person thinks about the end. A wise person gets up in the morning and they say, Lord, show me what to do today. I've gotten off course. Show me how to straighten this out. Show me how to get right with you. I do love you, Lord. You know my heart. I do love you with everything in me. Help me. Help me get right. Because I do desire your blessings. I do, do desire all the things that I, I wake up in the morning and I say, by Jesus' stripes I was healed. Lord, prosper me. Your blessings have made me rich. Well, how can they make you rich when you're off doing this? Huh? And the thing about it is, some people have prospered and they've thought, well, God's blessing me anyway. The day is coming. You're still going to have to give an account. Is that what God told you to do or not? And God is a loving God. He's not doing these things to keep you out of having fun or keep you from enjoying the things of life. What he's doing is he wants you to have the very best. The very, very, very best. And this is what he knows. He knows if you will focus on him and the devil comes with an attack from here and your kids do something dumb, then you have the answer because you've spent time with him and you don't fall to pieces when the whole world around you is falling to pieces. Or something happens and this big, huge bill comes up and you weren't expecting it. It ain't that you ain't going to get attacked. It's that the answer will come and you'll know what to do to how to fix it. That's what grace is about. It's about that God gives you the ability to overcome everything that does come against you. He gives you the ability to stand and withstand and be able to be strong. When he says, come boldly to the throne of grace, who do you think is going to be greater? I was going to tell you the story about Abraham, and I'll touch on it just a minute before we go. Abraham was able, one man, to pray for the city of Sodom and Gomorrah. One man. And he asked if there's, what was it? He started out with 60, 55. Then he came down. Lord, if there be 45. Lord, if there be 40 or 30 or whatever the numbers were. And he got down to what? 10. And he got down to 10. I truly believe in my heart if he'd have said, Lord... Just for a lot. Save that city. Why did God even listen to Abraham? He was his friend. And he loved him. And he knew Abraham loved him. Now there's other men in the Bible 
Think about them. And other women in the Bible. Think about them. One person. Rahab. Enoch. Other people in the Bible. One person. Only one person. You don't even know who this is probably. Jael. She took that tent stake and stabbed it in the guy's head. Jack. Behave. (laughs) Killed him. And Israel was spared. The whole nation. One person. Why would God hear from one person? What about Noah? One person. Maybe you are the one person that loves God. Maybe you're the only one that truly loves God. And you just keep standing. 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 And you keep your joy. And you keep your faith. And you look to God. And when other people are screaming and other people are getting upset and other people are sad and other people are fussing with you and other people, you're just like, yep, okay. And you just love God. And you just do what God tells you to do. And you do it every day. And you do it every day. And you do it every day. Then when you go to God for something, God's there for you. Every time God is there for you. I have never... And this ain't bragging. But I have never gone to God in a situation that we really needed. We need these papers for the city. We need this happening. We need this happening. We need this building thing. We need this for this price. We need this for this price. Did Keith tell y'all about his hanger yet? Oh, let me tell y'all. We got time. Y'all ain't standing up yet. They're hiding back there. Y'all can come out so y'all can hear it too. They think y'all are pretty anyway. We, when we went to, to Florida, he got a hanger down there. He loves this story. I'm surprised he hasn't told y'all. What time is it? Yeah, I've got three minutes to tell you. We got this hanger. And it was at this airport that, I kid you not, there was little planes buzzing in and buzzing out, and they'd say, okay, we're turning you loose, and there's targets everywhere. That meant there's little airplanes going in this direction. And, and Perry, stand up. Where's Perry? Did Perry already leave to get the plane ready? we got to fly out of here right away. Anyway, um, one day Keith was flying in, and he's about to land on this runway, and Perry radios him, and he says, Brother Boy, don't land. They're taking off on that runway. This was the airport that the Lord had us at to start with. We bought this hangar, and it was right. And you think, well, how could that be right? Well, let me tell you how. The Lord gave us the money to buy the hangar. How many of you sewed into it? Okay. You sewed into that hanger. Well, now, this is God. Y'all like God? I love him. We got that hanger, and really, there was another hanger that I'd been looking at, and I hadn't said anything to Keith about it, but there was another hanger at the Sarasota Airport. Well, we didn't really know at that time where the church was going to be, what was going to be going on, and this kind of stuff. Well, there was another hanger, and it was like four times the money. And I thought, man, that's a nice hanger. And I just kind of bided my time just a little bit. And one morning I woke up. And the Lord said, call the owner. Well, I called the owner of this huge corporation thing, and he was in New York. And he wouldn't talk to me too much, but I kept talking to him. 
Well, I hung up. This went on. I didn't talk to him again for a little bit. Well, finally, one day, he called me. He said, will you give me this much? They always start out that way. Will you give me this much? I said, no. I said, I'll give you this much cash today. He said, okay. It was $25,000 more than the hangar that we had at that other dumpy little airport. And it is like, is there a difference in the hangars, Mike? All kind of major differences. Now that's the God that I serve. I love him. But now, honest, it ain't always easy. And I'd be lying to you if I stood up here and said, it's fun to be away from everybody you love. And it's fun to get up and work night and day. And it's fun to do things that you don't want to do sometimes. And it's fun to go deal with people that are being a pain in the... And it's fun to have to deal with somebody that you know is having an affair in the church. And you know if you talk to them, they're going to leave. But you can't let it go on. That stuff's not fun. And it's fun to have wake up in the nighttime and have a youth's face appear before you and see exactly what they're doing. And know exactly what they're doing. And know how much trouble they're going to be in for it. It's not fun. But you know what is fun? Knowing that you're in the perfect will of God. And his hand is upon you. And his grace is upon you. And his love is in your heart. And it doesn't matter what people say about you. Because they are not bigger than God. His blessings, when a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his what? Enemies to be at peace with him. So it doesn't matter what has come against you, who has come against you, how sick you are, how broke you are, how depressed you are, how sad you are, how whatever you are other than blessed and full of joy and full of victory. You can have the very, 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 very best from God. The very best. The only thing you can't do is what? Pretend. Pretend he's the problem or somebody else is the problem. Acknowledge that, God, I ain't been loving you, have I? I ain't been loving somebody else either, have I? And when we begin to do that, everything we've been believing for is just going to roll over us and overtake us. Stand up on your feet. Glory to God. Go ahead. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. 